This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Hi, and welcome back to Beyond the Bell Tower. My name is Ricky Dows, and I am here with Indira Gutierrez. Hi, Indira. Hi, Ricky. Why don't you just kind of like give the audience an introduction to you, um, give me an introduction to you, you know, just what do you feel like people should know? Um, okay, well, I'm a psychology major uh, with um, minors in biology and cognitive sciences. Um, it's an interesting lead up to that. I actually wanted to be uh, an engineer when I first was applying to colleges. And then while I was here, I realized, hey, I'm not that great at math. <laughs> um, or, yeah. So then I kind of really got into the main reason I did psychology was because of the neuro aspect of psychology that we learned in um, high school AP, um, AP psych. So, and then from there, I picked up the bio minor and the cognitive sciences minor because I really liked cognition and I really liked the brain overall to, to take like neurobiology. It had to take anatomy and all those things. Um, yeah, I work in the food and housing insecurity lab with Dr. Haskett and um, we're doing, we started the um, food and housing insecurity initiative here at state. And I've been working from the beginning with that. Um, I work with Dr. C well, Dr. Cook in the nutrition department, um, food and sciences department. She trained me and three other students to do follow-up um, interviews for that research that we did with Dr. Haskett um, to kind of further the intervention techniques um, and understanding of the community, of our specific community as a whole and what we need. Um, so there's that. I'm in Mi Beta Sai, a music service fraternity, uh, and that's pretty cool. I used to be in acapella. Um, I really like to sing. <laughs> I like music. Yeah, I like service. Yeah. <laughs> I work at an after school. Um, that's really cool. My students are my the highlight of my day and my week and my life sometimes. They're just great, and they're crazy, and um, I learn a lot from them about patients and different types of people, so... <laughs> and also in them, I see a lot of, you know, food and housing insecurity in at like in real life sort of thing in action. Sure. I've seen it in my life um, in food and housing insecurity. I experienced um, food insecurity pretty much my whole life. Um, and then last year I met the federal definition of homelessness. Um, but then with my students, I see it um, kind of in a more, I don't know, 
it, like in a more it hurts my heart way it, it's kind of crazy like I've experienced it and now it's like whatever but then I see it with my students or even my friends that experience it um it's more like man these guys don't deserve to experience these things so those are kind of seeing how my research and my work kind of connects with like all aspects of life in a way um <laughs> yeah I love my students I can talk about them all day <laughs> I had um I was listening to some of what you were talking about with like your major and how you came to like pick all those majors together and how that like ties almost back into the food and insecurity and then like how that relates back to your students and it seems like there's a lot of interconnectedness in what you do here at NC State. I remember you were at the brunch with Dr. Eden, like all the way back in August, I believe. And that was one of the themes of the conversation that we were talking about is like how all of it really ties together. So I guess I just wanted to talk more about how all of this comes together and forms like the way that you think about life. Okay. Um, Which is very, like, a very philosophical type of question to be asking <laughs> at, like, 1230 in the afternoon, but... No, definitely. Um, it's kind of crazy, um, like, growing up in a single-parent home and, um, you know, you you think that everything you experience when you're a kid, like everybody else experiences, is like, oh, like, mom, we used food stamps and stuff like that. So that's like, well, I do not that not everybody used food stamps, but in my mind, it was like, people know about it. Like, it's not a big deal. But then sort of like, then you let things slip, not slip, but you kind of just talk about your everyday things and your friends are like, what? No way. Or like, you use the food pantry and someone's like, bruh, like, you don't need to use that, that you're going to hell for using um, the food pantry, <laughs> like for you're taking that resource from people who need it. And I was just like, what? I need it. I'm, a, I, I'm poor. Th- <laughs> this resource <laughs> like, is for me. It, like the food pantry on campus specifically is like, it's for the students, for the staff. Like it's not, it's there for people to use. And like, and, like need doesn't have a specific face. I'm a regular student, you know, I have friends, everything, but then, you know, I do have these, like, financial burdens. I've had financial burdens, or, like, not financial burdens, but just those those aspects that not everybody experiences and that for a lot of people might seem um, kind of like, oh, that's, you're not the typical person that would need those resources, um, which is kind of funny. So connecting it back with all my like experiences and my students and my research um and how I view life um right that yeah was, <laughs> like because I mean my, you know we're sitting here now I you've just like literally been this incredibly bubbly person in the first like 15 minutes that I've met you and I'm just like look I just woke up 30 minutes ago can y'all give me a minute to power up like yeah. you seem like you're just so lively Mm -hmm. and when you talk about all the things you know in your childhood you've been through all the things you've been through recently experiencing food and housing insecurity and then with all the work that you do on campus it's like how do all those experiences make the Indira that I'm sitting in front of right now yeah I think that those things have made me very open to uh, I also worked with students when I was in high school too. I was also an after-school teacher um, 
and I worked at a program there, and they were of the less affluent area of Charlotte as well. So I also, and they were, um, a lot of those students, like their parents um, and families were Hispanic, and some, like, they had their financial struggles and, like, legal struggles and stuff. So those students would, like, open up to me and talk to me about that, and it's like I would see myself in them. So just, like, through my students, I definitely, like, connected those things. It was like, I... Like, from the start, I didn't know that this was going to be my passion. I just, like, cared about students. And it was it just seemed incredibly distressful that these students were experiencing these things. Like, you could see the difference. You can see the difference in the cognitive stamina of a student that, you know, only eats at school and at our program. You can see that versus a student who, like, eats pretty well because they have a stay-at-home mom, you know, like, they're fine. And then the students that eat like junk food all the time because it's cheap and filling and that's the only like they have parents that work um so work a lot so they're just like okay here have some mcdonald's it's quick it's fast i don't have to cook or like it's you know so kind of seeing that those were things that really made me like have that that interest in food and the and cognitive ability and just like how unfair it was that like these things were happening to these kids that you know they don't choose to be part of they don't choose to be born into need you know and so I, for me learning about how the brain works in college learning about food insecurity um learning about all these things through my research about you know Wake County um Wake County itself grows 63 people a day. It has a growth rate of 63 people per day. And then um, how that affects, you know, food insecurity and housing insecurity for families that are already living at the poverty line. Like, it's insane because we're growing so much. People that have money are coming in. And then the people who already live here and are living at these um, with these struggles, it's just going to get harder because, like, their resource, their resources are being taken up, and then housing is being cheap. Housing is being taken up. Um, they already Wake County has over ten food deserts, um, which is basically saying like they don't have um, the availability of nutritious foods is not um, ab abundant. So like either they just have the corner store and, you know, corner stores are just like candy, whatever, um, bread, stuff like that. Um, so why are these things happening? Why are there these big spaces of need and under-resourced communities? So that's from my research. I've learned these things. And then from my life, I just don't understand why these things are still happening because how are you supposed to be an effective, um, an effective member of the community if you are struggling to get the food that you need? Make sure that you can actually sleep in your home. Make sure that you you're getting your kids what they need, um, and yourself what you need. So it's kind of insane to me why those things still happen. Um, why those things? Why that's legal? You know, <laughs> it's like nutrition. If you if life is you have living is a human right you know you can't you know people aren't allowed to infringe on your rights yeah um, like your right to you know to speech your right to why is infringing on your right to have a nutritious meal um they're like you shouldn't 
have to go through a lot so much outside on top of like having to go to work having to make sure your kids are good having to make sure that you have um, your bills paid why should you go so out of your way to find nutritious foods if you're living in a food desert for example um like why are communities left in these in these you know in just this need um so i remember um because like (laughs) that just reminds me of something that like sarah said one time where it was like there are laws against discrimination against every group of people except low income yeah like what's up like how is this legal how is this legal and it's insane um because nutrition eating is a human right being able to have food that fuels you to go about your day is a human right um like parents who are working they should be able to be you know if they're not eating right how are they going to be successful at work and then how are how is that success at work you know gonna if they're not eating right they're not doing well at work and if they're not doing well at work that affects their income and if their income is affected then that affects of the resources that come into the home so it's like it's a cyclic nature of poverty and it sucks because that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a thing you know people should be able to get like minimum what they need to be awake alert um cognitively available students little kids should be able to you know not be hungry in school not be hungry you know at my after school it's just like you just see it you just see the differences and it really it's it breaks my heart because these students they're just trying to go to school but instead they were like thinking about food and like hey I'm gonna keep this food in my pocket that's here and bring some home to my family and stuff like you know that shouldn't be enough that shouldn't be a worry for a kid you know you should be worried about getting your homework done because a lot of them have trouble (laughs) finishing their homework but they're busy thinking about other things like money and things a 10 year old shouldn't worry about yeah it's like you said just having all that on your mind while you're trying to be a student while you're trying to be at work while you're trying to make your situation better so that way Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about this stuff anymore but it's still on your mind like it's still on your conscious the entire time and I think that kind of ties into your research a little bit maybe with the cognitive stuff oh yeah so all right, so my research right now isn't um so what I want to do in the future. This is my this is my plan. This is my long-term plan. <laughs> Let's hear I it. want to get a PhD um in neuronutrition and just do research in neuronutrition, really like pinpoint um I want to make change through science. Super interested in the brain. I want to learn how these things impact um specific things to everyday um cognitive ability right and i know that we have research on that sort of stuff anyway but i want to increase the volume of that research and really like focus it in on like specific nutrients that are needed to a to be an effective human so that i can use that research in the future like way in the future because i know that research takes a, a very long time so um 
to push policies that keep communities malnourished. Um, and that's my plan. I want to be, I want to get a PhD, be a professor, be like the professors that currently inspire me because um, they're with their science and their teaching ability. So, so yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> I want to be a professor, just like the professors that have inspired me and that also do research. Um, and like my Dr. Mary Haskett, she's my research professor now. She's super amazing. She's just like a force to be reckoned with. Um, and she's she inspires me because she sees a problem and she she goes and does something about it. And then she uses the science. She uses psychology. She she like is doing all these this research, doing getting things done um, through her like power as a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> she's uh, like she uses I don't know. Like don't talk about it, be about it. Yeah, type of. and I'm I'm all about that. All like the professors that I know, um, people that have written my. <laughs> Letters of recommendation, Dr. Um, John Meitzen and Dr. Natalie Cook, like they're amazing professors and also amazing people that like use their work, that are passionate about their work, um, about their research, all their research endeavors. And I want to be like them. I want to be uh, passionate about my work and make and use it to to make change. Um, and on top of that, on top of how influential they are in the community, they're also influential to their students. They, inf like, I'm so inspired by them. I mean, look how they've changed your life. Yeah. yeah I wanted, I came in to college thinking, I guess I'll do engineering, like, eventually um, I'll get there. But now I want to be a neuroscientist, um, a neuronutritionist. And it's because of people like them that have inspired me with science. Um that. And you can be that change. And I see it now already in the way that you, you know, teach after school kids like mm -hmm. you can be that influence in somebody else's life. And that is an effect of someone else being an influence on yours. <laughs> yeah. I wish my students saw that way. They they call it preaching. Oh, Lord, she is <laughs> preaching again. <laughs> right. I promise um, you, like five, ten years down the road, they're going to be like, let me tell you about this after school teacher that I had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I she that. preached at me. <laughs> preaching like all right <laughs> can you like tell me a little bit more about the research that you've done with dr mary haskett yeah um so we started last year it was really interesting because right before i started my research with mary um like that the first few weeks of junior year was when um like all that happened with my mom lost the apartment um, and stuff. So that was that was interesting to come in with a little bit more insight on the on the goings on of food and housing insecurity than I originally expected. Like I have had experience with food insecurity like throughout my life, but um, housing insecurity was never like an issue until then. So it was interesting, like coming in. Wow, all right, I got this background now knowledge too. Um, so anyway. Going in, we started, you know, creating this survey for students um, at state to kind of get an overall idea of what our students are experiencing. So we sent that out. It was a representative sample um, of the student of the student body. Um, we got 
so the data we collected um, through these, this student survey was, you know, about the experience of a student at NC State. Like, are they are they experiencing food insecurity? If so, what resources have they used? Are they experiencing housing insecurity? If so, what resources do they use? Like, how does that affect your well-being? Um, what your GPA, like, what is your current GPA? Stuff like that. Um, for well-being, we used uh, the World Health Organization 5 well-being index, um, and that was... That's kind of like a scale, a Likert scale, one to zero to six, um, to see like with a bunch of questions like how do you are, are you experiencing anxiety, depression, sort of those things um, on a scale. Yeah, not those specific questions, but questions that approach the anxiety and depression sort of thing. Um, we sent out the survey to seven thousand undergraduate and graduate students that were randomly selected by the university research office um, to be the representative sample of the student population, and then that email was sent uh, via invitation to participate in the study through email invitation. And the students, um, we we got a twenty eight percent response rate, which is a pretty like high response rate to surveys. To research like research data that's collected that way, yeah. So a total of one thousand nine hundred forty nine students um, participated on this online survey, which is solid. Um, pretty much what we found was that fourteen percent of students um, had experienced food insecurity in the past thirty days, and about ten percent of students had faced homelessness in the, in the past year. Now from using those percentages from the representative sample of a student body of over 30,000 students, 10% is a lot of students experiencing homelessness in a year. Um, Too much. 14% is a lot of students experiencing food insecurity. So where are these students living? Um, There's a variety of places. That was also the questions that were asked, like, where have you stayed? Um, Have you felt safe? You know, um, what, what have you done? Like, what resources have you used? Do you know about these resources? Stuff like that. And it was crazy because... The students who had shown that they, um, the students that expressed experiencing food insecurity um, said that they knew about resources like the food pantry, but a good amount of them didn't actually use it. So it's like the next, that questions that arise from this, like, why didn't they use it when they needed it? Like they knew about it, they needed it, they didn't use it. So is it the stigma? Is it the time that it was open? Is it the placing? Like what is up? Why aren't these students using the resources they need? Um, so that's another thing that is like um, something that we want to change in the initiative in the food and housing and security initiative. We want to change the environment um, having to do with the, the this area, um, like. Why are we ashamed of needing things, you know? Um, what's it called? Hard times don't discriminate. Like, anybody oh, yeah. can experience this. Like Everyone you, is only one paycheck away from poverty. Like, like, just, like, one incident, one accident, one, like, traumatic event. Anything can happen. 
Nobody, there's not a face to food and housing insecurity. Everyone, there, it's it's a spectrum. There's so many levels of what food and food insecurity is. There's so many levels of what ho- housing insecurity is. That's why they call it food insecurity and housing insecurity because there's it's a spectrum. Like you could be homeless, you could be couch surfing, you could be like people are experiencing housing insecurity and they have no idea that they're experiencing it. Like, are you crashing on your friend's couch for um, weeks at a time? Like that's called couch surfing. And, you know, if you're living at someone's house on their couch, like, you don't have, like, your own space. You don't have four walls to, like, have your own time. Like, you're you're not in a consistent, stable living situation. But lots of people are like, oh, no, I'm just hanging out with my friend. Like, I'm just crashing on their couch for a couple days, you know. That's That's housing insecurity on one level, you know. And that has to do with the stigma behind, like, food and housing insecurity because so many people will be the actual definition of home insecure. And it's just like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm Mm -hmm. just, you know, like you said, I'm just chilling here, hanging with a friend. A lot of people won't Mm -hmm. admit that they've been homeless to themselves yeah, because there is such a stigma surrounding Mm -hmm. poverty. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. Like, I'm not saying that. Oh, no, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I never lied about having a place. To- I definitely always had a place to stay because, you know, growing up needing to, I like, my mom when I was younger, she kind of said this about school, but I took it to heart, like, about everything in life. She was like, you're on your own. You know, like, she's, she was a, um, she was, she's from, she grew up in South America. She, like, wasn't a great student and stuff, so she was like, "You're on your own when it comes to school." But in my mind, it was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I can do me always." Um, so, sort of this idea, like, I have trouble asking for help, but I'll definitely find what I need. Um, and I think that's also a level of it. Like people who have experienced this their whole life, it's not like, you know, it's all you've ever known. So you're just like, "All right." this is it. Like, I'm just going to continue figuring out how to do stuff. Like, I'm going to continue to figure it out. So it's like the people who are ashamed and then the people who like may not know, you know, like I've always experienced this. So there's no difference. Like food insecurity, housing insecurity. I I didn't know I was food insecure until I came to college. And like, seriously, I didn't know I was food insecure until I started doing research. It's like, oh, (laughs) Oh, this that's is what me. that is. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I experienced that all my life. Um, not all my life, but, you know, for a majority of my life, I experienced food insecurity, and I didn't know that that's what it was because it was all I knew. Um, and I knew that it, I had different circumstances than my friends and stuff because of the fact, you know, like not all my friends were on food stamps. Not all my friends were living in apartments. Not all, you, know, you know, everybody had, like, different resources. So exactly. I, knew, I knew the differences, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It was like you... It's good to know the definition so that you can see, like, how to deal with it better. Because I was dealing with it, you know, whatever. How were you dealing with it? Like, how were you knowing the fact that, oh, I'm food insecure. I didn't know this. Like, dealing with all of that while doing research for Mm -hmm. it. It was interesting. Um, It just kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And it opened my eyes to, like nutrition overall because it's like just having making sure that I had food was like it you know it wasn't (laughs) like oh maybe I should eat some like veggies like you know I would incorporate that in but it's like actual nutrition like okay let's think about like how I'm 
really actually getting the food because part of food insecurity it's like you don't get nutritious food either like you have food but it's not nutritious exactly um, that yeah. was great like in high school <laughs> also being like not a great vegetarian in high school um i'm a vegetarian and in high school i like it was like pb and j's and mac and cheese <laughs> you know like is whatever. That sounds um, like my little sister's type of vegetarianism because she's like yeah. a vegetarian, and I'm trying to tell her like you know you, you gotta have do to it nutritiously, yeah. else or else like <laughs> your body's not gonna react well to just eating pe- peanut butter exactly. and jelly, mac She'd and like, cheese all the time. Well, mac and cheese, <laughs> French fries, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally yeah. all the potatoes. And in high school, like it's just kind of like in high school, um, I had a boyfriend that like bought me a lot of like fast food and stuff like that because we'd hang out all the time so he's like all right let's get like bojangles like let's get you know fries and so i just love fries uh go to get popcorn like just all this junk food it's like i have food no problem you know college had a meal plan making sure that i was getting that food packing in on the dining halls you could get um there was like containers to like fill up and take to your room and stuff yes. like that so girl i would fill that up with that as much as it was like year. squishing it trying to make, <laughs> filling up the cups that they give us with food too i was like i'm like i gotta drink at home i'm just gonna yeah. <laughs> make sure you, and go back the next day fill it up i would get three meals out of that um so kind of just make it also incorporating the time to eat was important too because it my freshman and sophomore year i didn't have a car on campus um so i was taking the bus to work and the buses take like you have it's like an hour commute you know like getting exactly. to the bus getting like waiting for the next bus or like it takes it takes time um to you know work make money um go to class study it's like Food was another, like... It's like, where in the schedule can Mm -hmm. I eat? Yeah. And in high school, too, like, um, I tried to keep myself busy. That was how, that was how, like, I guess I coped with things. Like, being active all the time on campus and stuff like that. And so, like, eating, like, food on campus or, like, junk, like, takeout and stuff like that just because I was on campus. Like, McDonald's, you know, cookout. (laughs) Um, but it's about like making sure you get good food food. (laughs) like i didn't make sure that i got nutritious like yeah nutritious foods i just made sure i had food um and that was how i was dealing with it so then learning about food insecurity and that like nutrient factor um was another way i was like all right i need to do better i need to like I was already trying to eat healthier, but I didn't really know what that looked like because, again, I didn't grow up eating that healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just, like, whatever, eat whatever. Um, Not saying that my mom didn't try to push, like, healthy eating. But it's like when you grow up low income, you buy what you can afford, and half the time Mm -hmm. it's not the good stuff. And also, like, my mom didn't cook like that either. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, no, it's not her fault at all. But it's just kind of, like... that's another thing. Like people blame the adults, but it's like, come on. There's they like, really tried as hard as they, they could. They try, <laughs> you know. I never felt like I was without as a kid. Like never. My my mom made sure that she put herself through financial struggles just so my sister and I could have like, so we couldn't, we didn't feel like we were poor, and um, or we didn't feel like we were on that line, which we were. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she made sure that we didn't feel like that. So I really appreciate everything my mom has ever done for me and currently does for me um she's great oh so <laughs> yeah just putting that out there because it's like there's there's this thing and i've heard a lot of students that t- when i've talked to um people now um 
a graduate student that, yeah, like hearing her story and like how she grew up, like her situation, um, it seems like it was like way worse than mine financially. And like she was saying that people would blame her parents. And it's always like, no, they're doing the best they can. They like, are very they much have. a victim yeah. of the, of the society that yeah. I am. Yeah, like this is a vicious cycle that there there's systems in place to keep people in poverty. So it's just like you, you can't. There's there's not one person to blame. You know, it's just it just happens, and you and the way that you roll with the punches, um, is how you deal with it. So kind of tying it back to like what I want to do and my views on the world. Um, I think that's a, it's so important for people to be open about their experiences because otherwise you can't get the help you need. And that's why I'm such an advocate for, you know, talking about my, my, about my experiences because I know there are people out there that are experiencing like worse things. Um, there's always someone out there experiencing something more aggressively than you are. And it's like, the, but they're not speaking up because again, the stigma, or maybe they're just like, they're not ready to talk about it. I know that for a while, whenever I like told my story and there are other aspects of my life that, you know, I really don't talk about, but um, because it's hard because um, you like try to talk about things and you choke up because it's like, this yeah. is something that I don't talk about because this is something that I've been working to get out of, you know, so you don't want to dwell in it. But, you know, sometimes talking about it, sometimes making sure that people know that this problem exists is way better than like keeping quiet and keeping your head down and grinding to get out of it. Keep doing that. But also make sure people know like this is an issue. This like this exists. Um People that you're sitting next to in class, they could be living in their car. Um, you know, it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a specific face. Experiencing food and housing insecurity, it's a spectrum. And so keeping keeping things inside, not talking about things, it's just it just adds to the stigma. It adds to why people are still students are still experiencing this. And my big thing is, like, as a student, we're in college. We're already either getting in debt or we're paying a crap <laughs> hey, ton of money. Ooh, ooh. Um, why should we be worried? Why should be? Why should we, we not be getting the nutrients we need? Why should our cognitive ability be hindered because of the food that's available to us or, like, our financial burdens? You know, it's like we're in college. We should be able to just focus on school becoming the future of this country um be, like these issues shouldn't be a problem like these know? should be the last thing on our mind right now we yeah. should be focused on like you said we're trying to become hustling to get out yeah, of it we're trying to get better <laughs> we're trying to like get become more effective members of a community of of a business of a of just of of the system we're just trying to be better but then we're being held back um so with the pack essentials um going off of the fact that you know people are here in college to be better to get to you know have more opportunities and also the more people that are in college and graduating the better like systems are like people are exactly. educated more people, people are educated now than like we've seen in a while yeah so that shouldn't people like 
whatever system should be excited to have people getting into college, graduating, being better people, like be, being better members of the community. Not saying that people who didn't go to college are good com- members of the community, but it's like there's always room for progress. There's always exactly. room to grow so because there are demographics of students that are in college now that you would have never thought would have been able to go to college mm-hmm. like 20 30 years ago and it is the low income mm-hmm. first generation demographic and low income first generations are the most at risk to drop out like so going back to the pack essentials when they did the whole um new ads where it's like you don't have to choose between this and this my ad, the ad that I'm in, it's like either get a prescription or attend a funeral. So that kind of caused a big <laughs> uproar. Because like, we were like, what? NC State, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying? Are you saying that I'm going to die if I don't get my um, if I don't get my medicine? Honestly, <laughs> it might be like some medicine is expensive. Yo. And if you have bad insurance, it's expensive. You, you, like insurance is expensive and the medicine that you need is expensive so then it's like whatever it, it, there's so many ranges that that could be taken like in um like that ad could be interpreted in so many ways that that's kind of what people were like upset about like yo are you saying that people are gonna die like if i'm gonna you know like yeah. oh that's so shocking but that comes from people who have never experienced anything like that which is good like they're talking about it they're asking questions and it's awesome um because that's the point of the ad. Be like, whoa, what? You know, exactly. part of that is get, like, get your mind thinking. Yeah, get your mind thinking. Um, see, oh, Pack Essentials, what is that? Let me look it up. Um, but instead, people are kind of like posting it on Instagram. But they're like, what is this? Um, people, <laughs> I get snaps like on the daily, like, yo, is this you? What is this? What do you mean funeral? Like funerals, death, mortality scares people. And honestly, that's what it is. Like food and housing insecurity sometimes it doesn't have it doesn't end pretty um it's it's not pretty um and people hide it well but sometimes you know you're getting malnourished what is that like you're getting feeble bones and things like you don't i'm not saying that that happens to everyone that gets um, food and housing insecurity but it's like there's those the, are the there's scary the ugly parts side. of that there's an ugly side a scary side exactly um so on reddit on NCSC Reddit, this it was like a chain for that. It's like, why are these my only two options, NC State, about my the ad that I'm in? And so I answered, um, I was like, yeah, that's what the point of the, you know, ads are. Like, basically what I just said. And it's just really funny because um, a lot of them were like, whoa, what? Um, and oh, I kind of took point? it to me and it's like, you can either pay money for medicine or you could like take those the resources that it would take to get the medicine to like go attend like a funeral back home or something because mm-hmm. some people don't have exactly. like that's the what means. I took it as too exactly because even sixty dollars to go to Charlotte when I didn't have a job it was like that was expensive I was like okay sixty dollars and then and then that emotional level of like I got like I just budgeted my whole money and then now all of a sudden this thing. Like, I just lost someone I care about, and now I gotta, like, choose. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to choose. Pack and send tools. Use your resources, guys. Um, exactly. You don't have to choose. Those aren't your only choose. two options. That's, That's the, point the point of the ad. <laughs> yeah, it's the point of the campaign. Don't choose. Get help. Get the resources you need. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to be considered, you know, you don't have to consider yourself poor to use these resources. Like, use your resources so that your life in college can be 
college, you know. And nothing you, else. It doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be like survivor, yeah, last man it's like, standing. You know those things like hashtags the struggle about staying up all night, like all this stuff. Keep the struggle to academics. Don't don't let yourself be, have extra struggles that are unnecessary. Um, there was a point to me bringing that up. There's a point. <laughs> I'm glad you did bring it yeah. up though, because it was a lot of controversy around those ads. Mm-hmm. Like, but I th- yeah, there was a controversy because like a lot of the ads had minorities in it too, and I was like, yeah. I mean, we did have one. <laughs> we had one student from Chio who, um, she she's white, and she like she was on one of them. But I guess like since the majority of us were minorities, like we had a good we had a good range, like a white person, a black person, and um, an Indian, a Hispanic. I, I thought the there was a good, like, yeah, like, pretty good mix of different people different in there. Different people, yeah, for sure. We had a good mix of, we had diversity. Because it's like you said, poverty doesn't discriminate. Yeah, we got, and then it was just like, it was ridiculous when Sarah said, he's like, yeah, somebody's upset because there's a lot of minorities on it. I'm like, well, just, I, mean, I mean, sometimes that's That should case, tell you something. You know, like, um, um, life does not discriminate. It will hit all of us really hard yeah however there are systems in place that put minorities that make the minorities more vulnerable to poverty than you know other demographic like wake county is experiencing uh over 10 food deserts and that's ridiculous like it's housing insecurity is going to grow is expected to grow as communities grow especially in raleigh you know? especially so, one of the fastest growing cities in north carolina and you can tell because my rent went up so. yeah that's what <laughs> like in charlotte i lived in like where i used to before my mom lost the apartment like that apartment complex we had like the drug issues and stuff like that like that that building you know you always you knew something was up and then we didn't have bushes like bushes were get, like little kids would be pushing the bushes down so we didn't have bushes out. <laughs> like, you know it was it, but it was a, it was a, like it wasn't like in a bad area but it was also like you know it was just an apartment complex that you know wasn't necessarily beautiful but it was like whatever and then our rent went up it was from like 700 a month to like a thousand something a month and that's why my mom lost the apartment because it um like it's just growing people want things to be more appealing to people that are coming in like you know so what up you know that's happening here and it's obvious there's plenty it's very it's much more i feel like in raleigh compared to i compared to charlotte i feel like that divide is a little bit more apparent yeah Um, and then it's like it's that apparent and you're gonna just like not even think like close to my after school they're like rebuilding a bunch of houses and they look like a bunch of hipster like weirdly shaped houses and i'm like <laughs> oh my god no because this is the neighborhoods that my my students live in and it's like they're like i hope they'll be okay that's what i think like every time i go to work and like look at these houses like they're, they're finishing these really nice houses around here like i hope that what whoever's buying these these like broken down houses aren't gonna try to like buy out yeah because that's like the homes of my students like yeah it's like people live here it's not Mm -hmm. just like some like your property value is down because this building just doesn't look right here no people live in these houses so again yeah like i hope that there's more research on things i feel like housing insecurity is there's not like a lot there's more 
things do happening for food insecurity than housing insecurity. Um, so that's something that on campus we're trying to um, address uh, through the food and housing insecurity initiative. Like we've noticed that there's a lot more resources for food insecurity than there is housing. So that's been a, something that we've been trying to push. Like a win for us was when we got dorms to stay open Thanksgiving break. That oh. was a huge win. Oh my God, yes. Like, for me too, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll crash on this person's couch because it was like expensive going home. Like when I got a car, it was like, yeah, I got a car, but now it's like a three hour drive, the car, the maintenance, all this stuff. Like, Yeah, I'm from the Charlotte area too. Yeah, so. the Charlotte. And even though it's not that long, it's still like something on my mind, like, all right, the money. Gas the is gas. not cheap. Yes. So it's just a lot of, a lot of layers to food and housing and security and that everyone can experience. Again, everyone can experience these things. Um, and someone who thinks they're well off now is like one traumatic event away from like possibly having to experience this too. Yeah, so it's important to make sure that people know that these things exist and, they, you know, these resources exist because like it, it can happen to anyone at random times. Um, and even in like in the communities, it's important to make changes in the communities and help like make sure resources are more attainable to communities because again it happens to anyone so that's that's kind of what like has influenced what I want to do because at least for food and the brain because of my interest in the brain and cognitive ability and and cognition overall um that's kind of where I want to push my um initiative whenever I finally as an older PhD professor, <laughs> um, use my my research to help communities um, and maybe somehow find out maybe housing can be pushed somehow. Like maybe someone out there can figure out how to make that more, like be more aggressive with that. Um, like I said, Mary's working on like a model of like someone on campus that could be a better um, guide to resources um because that would be really great to have someone because me as a trio student i have my trio advisors that they're um sarah yes like literally everyone um something that mary um mentioned a lot in the initiative was like when she was trying to figure out where the resources were she was always led back to sarah like sarah is sarah is the point of contact and without even like <laughs> that's that's not her job, but it, it like <laughs> it, ended, yeah. it ended up so, being her job. So Mary's trying to create more Sarahs, and Sarah is a a trio advisor that's just very knowledgeable about financial aid. I mean, like financial resources, like food and housing and stuff. Like just in general, like trying to get people through needs. Um, Man, if this campus space. had more Sarahs, mm-hmm. there would exactly. So, <laughs> ma- like our our idea is to make you know a hub. Of Sarah's, <laughs> a hub of people who are um, a staff that like know about resources and know how to better guide students through their specific needs. Because NC State, um, we're a community that has different needs, specific needs to their students. You know, like there, there's a lot of needs that aren't addressed because people aren't speaking up about it. Um, so through the initi- through the interviews that we're going to hopefully get done this semester. Um, it's been taking a while with the IRB. Um, 
we will pinpoint, we will try to pinpoint more things that are specific to our community that we can address through the resources, through like, through the resources that we have available. And if we don't have those available, then figure out how we're going to get those things available. Because um, every community is different. Everyone has different needs. So we're just trying to get a better view of what the NC State community needs um, and how we can better address those things. Um, so having a single point of contact people that can help guide people guide students will be great once we know what types of issues <laughs> students are experiencing other than like hey I can't get food here's the food pantry you know like more like person specific more yeah more because trio is a great resource if you're a trio student yeah and, and there I'm are a lot of people who are suffering that aren't trio students yeah there's plenty of people that have need that don't do it so Again, use your resources as you see them. We're use gonna beat that into your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> pack essentials. <laughs> Do it. Tell your friends. That's another thing. It's like I talk about it so much that um, I like randomly get people. It's like, wow, actually, I do need that. Like one of my friends. Um, well, I haven't talked to her in a while, so <laughs> I don't know how she's. Doing. Um, we had a class together, and I kind of saw her like a couple times where I was like, she's looking kind of like tired she's looking a little bit different um she looks less less like awake stuff like that so I asked her what was up and she was having some financial difficulties and I was like hey well have you checked out pack essentials and um and she didn't even know about it and so that's it's like it's so important because pack essentials helped her out um and she was so like whatever they didn't fix they like didn't fix the problem but they gave her the some help like very significant help um and she was so thankful and she like that was something that pack essentials could do she didn't know about the resource she used the resource um she's not someone that's like sees herself as food and housing insecure but she was experiencing it and she didn't know she didn't know where to go so and you like, pointed her in the right direction. Yeah. So there should be. So like, it's like we need to get it out there. Make sure people know. Like, this isn't just a specific face. There's like, I just want to. Everybody can experience these things in like little or large ways. If just ask for help, ask for help, or ask for resources, or like ask for a friend. But it's really you. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter because you apply. Um, you use Pack Essentials. And it's an online thing, so you don't even have to show up anywhere, you know, unless they want you to. I'm not really sure how it works, but it's like, <laughs> it's a form, you fill it out, you show, you like express it, what you need and stuff like that. And there's different things that you can get. Um, you can get clothes, professional clothes on campus. There's so many things. Just That's another thing that we're trying to get, like, in, maybe incorporated in the, um, what's it called when you're a freshman and you come in? Orientation. Yeah. Like... Please, start yes, starting start early. early. Orientation. Get these kids, like, give, it's a lot of information. I know orientation's like, but. If I knew in. this information freshman year, if I knew any of it, I would not have, my freshman year would be totally different. Exactly. So going back to the Reddit feed, I forget, I remember the point. The point was someone commented on there that this, like, this broke my heart. I was just like, someone commented that, hey, if I had known about these resources, I definitely would have st still been at NC State. It was like, exactly. People like that are the reason that, like, this this should be, like, 
job at rates are Wolfpack. There are people hurting, there are people struggling, and then they just drop out. Um, they all, they like whatever money that they spent on classes and all that stuff. It's like they're still in debt. They didn't finish. They didn't finish college, and that's not cool. <laughs> you know, there are people. There are people here in our community, our peers, that are experiencing these things in silence or not knowing that they can get help. And it's so important to get that out there, whether you think you're experiencing it or not, or whether you think one of your friends is experiencing, just put it out there. Um, giving Day, or yeah, giving NC State Giving Day, March 27th is coming up. And they're going to do a lot of cool stuff. Follow Oh, Student Coalition for my research. So it's kind of like a branch off. We're trying to start a Student Coalition, make it a organization here on campus. Um, and what that is, is kind of like getting all the student organizations to know that, um, to get into contact with each other and kind of keep each other updated about like what they're doing for food and housing and security efforts. Because not all re um, all organizations do things for that, but sometimes like, oh, let's do this one thing, like this charity event, like oh, let's do like a, a food drive or something. Like sometimes people do that or like let's do something random just so the student coalition will be a central place for student organizations to kind of like keep each other updated and also um have a unified um a unified message about food and housing and security so whether it, the organization is all about these issues or the organization is just like does random things randomly um they can get into contact with each other and like see what's up and who has done this or who's going to do this. Maybe we can partner up. So that's the idea. Um, and also just getting the community involved. Um, but again, that's in, that's in the works. That's in the it's works. In the works. <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully next year. It seems like you've got a lot of like initiatives going that are still going to be like in place and working on in progress after like you've left here. Like how do you hope that, the work that you've put in will continue like once you've graduated it better continue <laughs> and it will and it will because it's so great to like throughout this time i've met so many people that are passionate about change it's awesome and like people like younger people are all like getting started um getting started in this stuff so it's exciting because it's like okay i'm constantly recruiting people like hey what year are you like do you want to <laughs> are you interested in this like, um i made a post on instagram because on nc state i'm gonna have to follow you stool um or like i made i made a comment on instagram um i probably should i'm not really great at um i think we had this talk already i'm yeah. not good at social media <laughs> so people actually to told me about like the reddit thing and then i made a comment on that and then somebody else told me um i think it was yesterday like nc state barstool or something like that they had posted a video of my ad and i was like somebody had copied and pasted my answer from reddit and i thought that was so cool <laughs> so like i also answered like shameless plug like hey if you're interested hit me up like student coalition <laughs> Because it's like I want more. I want it to continue. Um, the idea is for the student coalition to meet to have like a big meeting once every semester to kind of have that like cohesiveness and. Um, Do you know if that'll have started by next year, or what, is that more of like a long term plan process? With so that? we had like our. So we're unofficial right now. We're planning the next one. Um, I don't know if we should do, like April. It, the next one is going to be April 16th. We haven't um, we're right now finishing the we're going to send out invitation. 
preliminary invitations this weekend to all the student um to all the students organizations so i'm like hey this is happening april 16th if you're interested in being because we're also looking for leadership because again like even though the students right now that i'm working with that we're planning stuff like a lot of them have a lot going on too um or they're like yeah, it'd be interesting in being the PR, but if someone's more interested in being, you know, PR chair or like president and stuff that we're taking up, we're going to be taking applications in and then the meeting April 16th, that's when we're going to present the new leadership. Um, so like we're getting the ball rolling. We we just have the application process with the um, school happening yeah. next year, but we're, we're, we're trying to get in place. We had Already our first in place. <laughs> town hall last semester to kind of get people with the idea of what's, what we, what might be happening. And then like, I'm really surprised like, I didn't hear about that. Cause I'm like, you know, obviously had, this is my yeah. world as well. I'm like, I mm-hmm. love seeing the changes that you're making mm-hmm. again. I'm not great at social media. <laughs> um, we try to get like, we tried to, at the first town hall, we were trying to get, like, um, I think it was, like, organizations, but now it's, or, or, like, individuals, because individuals did come. Um, I think, we, like, we made a poster. It's just, again, we need, like, as we were making the Constitution and stuff, part of it was a marketing team, because not everybody right now one of the students that is helping she's a freshman um Ailey and she's going to be our PR person this semester so she she'll be for she'll be a little bit she'll probably be better (laughs) at it um than we were just because it's 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 interesting the difference of like who can do what yeah everyone's got different strengths that all add to the same end goal Mm -hmm. so all of us like that were doing it we were more like the planning and the people who like okay the content but we like we made the poster and we're like okay, where do we put it like where are we allowed to put it there's and also like there's a lot of things that you can can't do like posting posters and stuff so that was yeah. another thing that we like as people that aren't necessarily used to like putting up posters and stuff hopefully it'll grow i believe I, it I think will it's gonna grow um the, like once we get more established um this semester will be like the dry run <laughs> next semester hopefully it'll get rec- it, like we'll finish the application to become um a student organization get everything in i'm hoping maybe if i get into grad school here i can still be <laughs> part of it um, <laughs> so you did so you have applied to grad schools nc state is one of them yeah so i applied to phd programs and now i'm applying to master's programs getting those in um I'm applying to NC State. Hopefully, you know, not it's fine. <laughs> what was Public, that? What did um, that process look like? Um, stressful. <laughs> and I don't even know why because it's really like I'm I'm a pretty good writer. It's just kind of like pressing send, pressing submit. Like, am I good enough? There's always gonna be that thing where it's like, am I good enough? Like, people who go to graduate school, they're like smarter than me. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, that's something that I, that I like. That's that imposter syndrome sneaking up on you. Yeah, it happens. But pressing submit, that's the big (laughs) thing for me. (laughs) And like on top, like I have really good recommendations too, because I have it from the people that I do research with and like Dr. Cook, I've had her as my teacher. Um, Dr. Meitzen, I've had him as my teacher. Dr. uh, Dr. Cook, I also like got interviewed, like trained with her. Um, and then 
Dr. Haskett, who I've been doing, she's been my mentor um, from the start of like when I started doing this. She's my McNair mentor too. So like, I just see her a lot. She's, Mary has done like, she's like more than a mentor. She's just like, I want to be like her. (laughs) Um, She's just so patient. So, so caring. And like, it shows with the way that she makes things happen. Again, just great. So humble too. (laughs) She's so humble. You've like really like, established her as one of like the main people of support that you've had mm-hmm. w- while you were on this campus just like when especially when it comes to your research yeah so um I just want to kind of hear more about just like so some like, other very mm-hmm. strong individuals who have been like important okay. people throughout your journey here at NC State mm-hmm. so like I said my mentors my my the people who have written my letters of recommendation, those three professors, they've been pretty impactful for me just overall. Um, Dr. Meitzen, like, he's, like, he, he's, he's very <laughs> much, like, a funny guy, and I like to go to his office and let him talk. It's just, it's pretty great. He's very influential in, like, supporting me as a scientist. You know, like, you deserve to be part of, have my, I deserve to be, to have this chance and stuff like that. So it's just, it's very awesome. Those professors are very influential, have been very influential and very supportive and very impactful. Um, but also Sarah Wright. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is amazing. She gives me the tough love I need. <laughs> um, my freshman year, my sophomore year, I was not that great at deal- coping. I was not coping well. And she'd like, like whenever I would make it to our meetings, because again, I was not great at, deal- I was not dealing with things well. She'd like, She's like, Indira, get your together, like, <laughs> you know, and and that's the type of like support that I need to like tough love because I don't know what it is. Sometimes I, like it's like, like I'm scared to continue on or I'm scared to like to succeed. It's a weird, it's a weird sort of thing. Um, and it was like, oh, what are the obstacles? Like I just, I just get stuck thinking about the possible obstacles, and it's just like what's the obstacle of pressing submit? What's the obstacle of doing this? Like there's just do it. Just do it. it. Just do it. (laughs) So it's like, that was kind of Sarah for me for the beginning. So it was like, it took me a while to come around, but her like being consistent with me and like not giving up. (laughs) And she was, yeah. She'll do that. (laughs) Yeah. My mom, she's just, she's great. She's my mom. She's always going to be there for me. (laughs) From day one. Um, Yeah. Um, Trying to think who have been so oh my gosh, my boss. <laughs> my uh, neighbor to neighbor, they're really a family. My like I have technically like two bosses, like they're married and <sighs> Royce and Julie Hancock. They are amazing people. <laughs> and I just feel like Royce, I think this year he's like uh, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, he's like em- like my nickname is Emmy. And, um like you're the daughter we never had. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, oh. I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> like, I've just they've become such a such a huge part of my life. Like, I don't, I didn't, even, I didn't expect that from you know the work study job. I just wanted to be active in the community with students, um, inspiring um, kids to be excited about school. They still aren't, but <laughs> but we like I try to it's like oh yeah, you Spanish, <laughs> learn languages, learn math, science is dope. Um, so they have just been a huge, like, just 
just support um, in my life. Yeah, they're great. Uh, my friends, you know, very supportive. <laughs> you were a little, you know, on. Okay, so I'm a big fan of just like expressing yourself and like being yourself. Don't don't. It's easier said than done. Like, don't let what other people think influence the way that you are gonna you're gonna get things done, um, the way that you are, which is a huge part of like, don't let what other people think influence the way that you ask for help. Like, don't do that. Like, exactly. Yeah. So. One of the things is, like, sometimes you get stressed out, and it's okay to be stressed out and ask for help and cry in public. Like, that's totally fine. <laughs> and on um, India Chill, they had, like, a, a board saying, like, what are you proud of this semester? And I put, um, like, a sticky note was, like, casually crying in public. <laughs> like, I'm pretty proud of that. Like, I would never have done that ever in my life. Um, but I've, like, throughout my support systems and stuff, I've been more capable of being vulnerable and being okay with it, um, because that was something, like, I didn't like crying or, like, even expressing that. I, like, was kind of like a, it's a bound, even now, like, it's still kind of like a, I feel like that's a boundary that I, like, that I set up for myself. Like, it should be okay to express what I'm feeling, what I need, what, I, like, and it's something I'm, I think I'm going to constantly need to work on, but because of these support systems and um, just my general experiences in college, I've become more comfortable with expressing my myself, whether it's my emotions or my needs or like whatever. It's um, yeah. I forgot what question I was answering. There was no question. We were just talking. Uh, we were just talking. Yeah. Um, question in, was in like that little post. Like people were like, "Yes, girl. Yes, sis. Like same." Casually <laughs> and, crying in public, and that's not abnormal. Like I've seen plenty of people cry casually, like just be crying on campus, and and I'm like, I get it. It's like yeah, yeah, I get that. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to cry, and you should. College do is it. stressful. Yeah, and you don't know what they're going through, so it's like, I get it. You need Life to cry, cry. You need to pass out on that couch out there. You pass out on the couch. Like, it's not abnormal to see people sleeping on random couches on camp, like, the random places on campus. Like Yeah, I was sleeping in Tally at one yeah, point. Just, you sleep I'm where not- you need it. You cry where you need it. Like, just <laughs> do you. No matter what anyone thinks, get what you need to get done and make sure that you're asking for help because that's the only way you're going to get things done when you need it, you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> that sounds like a really yeah. good headway into like I guess our conclusion of mm-hmm. this podcast um because like yeah do you forget literally what anyone else has to say or thinks for that matter yeah. it's easier said than done but you know what about it every day <laughs> fake it till you make it you know yeah. <laughs> it literally just fake it till you make it and eventually you will believe it um but then there's just like you know people have to do what they got to do. You know, if you got to cry in public, do that. If you got to, you know, sleep on the couch in park shops, do that. Like right in front of Port City Java. I'm not going to judge you. Um, so yeah. what would you say is like the people need to do to basically survive through college? Like mm-hmm. if you have someone in front of you and they're just like, I'm having a hard time right now. Like, Mm -hmm. what are the things that you would advise that student to be able to do just to survive? 
Mm-hmm. Take it step by step because everyone's comfortable with different things. Like step by step, you know. Let's figure out one thing at a time. So ask for help for this one thing. And if you have more things, well, as you're comfortable, ask for help. Um, ask for guidance. Use your resources. Like, use your resources. Someone was like, I don't want to take advantage of blah, blah, blah. Like, you're, take advantage of it. Take advantage of the resources that are available to you because they're here for you. You're already paying or will be paying money throughout your lifetime to pay off these student loans, take advantage of what is here for free right now, you know? So don't pay for what you can get for free. Um, Take it step by step. You're the one that you're helping. So do what you need to do to get your stuff done and do what you need to do to be okay Um, by using those resources and by making sure that you take advantage of the free stuff and the just the support that you have here while you have it. Awesome. Well, um, were there any other final points that you wanted to make? Um, if you're interested in all these things, please hit the student NC State Student Coalition for Basic Needs up. Join it. <laughs> we have a Facebook group. <laughs> NCSU Basic Student Needs. Yeah, and basically the idea of that is just for people to stay updated for what's going on with the coalition, but also if you're in a group that isn't necessarily part of the student coalition and you just want to like, hey, this is that happening too, or like if people have questions, like we'll try to let you know and update you and about what's going on on campus, like giving day and like all these activities having to do with food and housing and security, or... If you have suggestions about things that you specifically need as a parent on campus, like, what are your thoughts? Come to the student coalition things, town hall, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. I love that it's also a resource for parents because I feel like, like you said, um, implementing more of these groups at like orientation or something. Like my parents had tons of questions coming into college when I came in and it's like, you don't know who to ask. Um, Mm -hmm. They were just as you know, clueless as I was, mm-hmm. didn't but know. But, like, also students who are parents, like, Exactly, mothers, the non-traditional like, students. Yeah, non-traditional, like, there's just so many things. And, yeah, parents can come look at it, like, what's going on on campus? Like, maybe they're doing research for their kid, because sometimes parents do that for their kids. So here's a place you can see things. Um, so post, 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 because... <laughs> hey, all the plugs. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get that out there. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Indira, thank you so much for sitting with me and talking to me today. Um, it's literally been so refreshing just talking to you, seeing yeah. all the good stuff that's happening on this campus, knowing that this is going to continue to, like, go on for years to come after we've already graduated. So, like, you did that, girl. This is your legacy happening on this campus. <laughs> I wasn't the only one. There's a, there's a lot of students. Oh yeah, there's so many yeah, that sure. have like, but yeah. Yeah, I'm part of it. it. Feels great to be a part of change. Trio Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At Trio SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. 
Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.